0: got you again. Yes, that's right. It's not the ripping intro of South of Heaven. It is me welcoming you to part two of the Slayer retirement special. Um, If you missed part one, what are you doing? Go get it. One comes before two, right? It's um, two, uh, well, uh, Slayer biographer, uh, Joel McIver, uh, writer of two Slayer books, um, DX Veris, and... Heavy metal comedian and heavy metal um, historian Andrew O'Neill. They are on part one. This is part two, and part two contains, in this order, um, ex Kerrang journalist um, uh, Malcolm Dome and ex Kerrang journalist Xavier Russell. Um, both still working, still writing um, for Rock Candy. And also uh, Prog, Prog magazine, and and all the other magazines that you can get. These two are um, just a absolute font of knowledge. I had I had great fun doing. Well, I had great fun chatting to everybody. Um, and Malcolm has been on the show um, as much as anybody else. I mean, other than Godless, I think he's probably been on the most. Um, we tend to catch up at least once a year, and it's always a real pleasure to um to chat to him and um and we've got xavier russell on for the for his second appearance um both talking about the subject of yes you guessed it slayer now just in case you didn't know um there is also a way to get even more of the of this bolo cast in your ears there's a there's an there's an even more special special about the slayer retirement if you sign up at patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There's extra BoloCasts in there every month and uh, you get the chance. I I basically tell the uh, bolocast the uh, Patreon subscribers who I'm interviewing, they give me extra questions and they get them answered. So if if that sounds like something you'd like to do, there's also lots of acid rain freebies in there and behind the scenes stuff. For $5 a month, £3.80, less than a pint of beer please feel free to sign up. Anyway, that's enough of that. This is all about Slayer. It ain't about me. And without further ado, why don't we just get started and get straight in with the first interview with the absolute font of knowledge, the man who created, the man who is generally regarded as the man who created the term thrash metal. Boy, do we owe this guy a lot. That's right, it's Malcolm Dyne So
1: here we are again, Malcolm. Um, we, yeah, here we are again. <laughs> yeah,
0: just just round the corner. I didn't realise before. We just round the corner from where Shades ended up.
1: Yes, Sudan's Court is yeah. very close to here. It's it a is. Blessed memory. Oh, wonderful memories. Although, oh. all, all, all those parties as well. <laughs>
0: yes. Actually, you have
1: parties, you tend not to have too many memories of because you um, drank too much to have memories of the parties. Yeah. Always a sign that it was a good party though. <laughs> yeah. The best. The, the, the best party is the one you can't remember. Yeah. Exactly. To use a cliche.
0: So we're, um, we're we're here to talk about. Um, funnily enough, you're wearing a Jesus Priest t-shirt, which is obviously yeah. a, a big heavy influence on Slayer. Yes, um, they were. Uh, what, I guess, you know, let's so start right. at the beginning. Um, when did you first, when did you first hear of them? When did you first What's or yeah. Yeah. hear <laughs> of them or hear them? That's
1: I think the first time I heard about them was the Show No Mercy and EP, and right. right. which came into the Kerrang office. Uh, what What's it, 83? Uh, and that was the first time any of us had really heard them. But what the hell is this? It was at the time when thrash was starting to happen. And um, it was, wow, well, this is different. I mean, Xavier Russell's the one who really it's picked up and it's them. really said, oh, it's just great, I love it. have yeah. to be fair to the Russell's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of a noise, but okay. <laughs> it's taking Venom and made her head one step further, I'm fine. Yeah. But it was interesting.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and I've just realized the irony, of course, and the fact that Jesus Priest being a huge uh, influence and, you know, Priest had just gone out on with a new album and a new tour and, sl- and Slayer are calling it a day.
1: Yeah, there is something um, in that, but then I suppose it depends on how you feel about yourselves, you feel about what you've got and how you feel about your legacy yeah. and what you want to do and so, some bands obviously decide enough is enough sabbath although now they're talking about doing more gigs uh, and other bands basically say no we want to carry on why should we stop yeah i think it's an argument both ways and i think both are valid so did you see uh, when would be the first time you saw Slayer? haha <laughs> la opening for venom <laughs> really yes Right. And okay. they were great, of course, I, re- I reviewed that gig for Koran and I thought Slayer were tremendous. But the hysterical thing was Slayer came off stage and went straight down to the front of the venue to headbang during Venom. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, that was the first time I saw Sir. That so must have. That must have been eighty yeah, four, right? Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, you saw the young. Would 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 they would they have still been wearing makeup then? No, no, no. They weren't doing makeup. They dropped. The, the makeup had gone by I mean, then. But they they were tremendous. And seeing right. them live, it made sense. Suddenly, oh yeah, I love this. This is great. Right. I think Helloweens had just come out, and we'd all really like that. And thought, now this is a really okay. good album. I, mean, I remember Jeff Barton raving the about it. I think five Ks was the review for that one yeah and um, yeah but seeing them live was when it really suddenly started to click in yeah I love what they do this well, is they, impressive well
0: they were kind of they were they were they were at that time they were becoming they were becoming Slayer as opposed to yes just an amalgam of their influence yes they were right they were finding their own sound they were finding their feet live and of course it wasn't yep. until Rain In Blood really that you saw right okay this is all oh, that was so general, a, a yeah, dimension apart yeah, I mean, from everything yeah, else I mean Rain and Blood changed everything
1: yeah, I, not I, just for really it, it, so Well, it's, yeah, it's yeah, funny you should say uh, that because think, know, I think I
0: think I you know having been, that's been that's around at the time that's myself that's as, a, a, as a fan anything. and at you at the time working anything. within the industry, right. um, it, it, it's to, really, to people it is, listening to this who who you know weren't around back in those years, Yeah, it's really hard to emphasise how how much of an effect that album had. Oh no, because I think
1: now. The d- d- no no one release could have that impact. I grooved it. I don't think it could, but that that just was seismic. It was well produced. The songs are short, sharp shocks, but so well arranged, and it was clear this wasn't just a band making a lot of noise. It its the impact was enormous. It's still regarded rightly as the greatest thrash album of, of all time. Yeah. Was it 27, 28 minutes long?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's clearly also, I think. Um, where i i i i think it was the first thrash album that came into well it came out at the same time as 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 master of puppets but that was i guess that was was thrash but you look Mm. at you look you look back now and when you hear when you you know raining blood when it came out it was i think it was one of those first thrash albums where people who didn't like thrash listened to it and went okay i yeah i don't like that um i've got no time for it whatsoever but they are clearly good Oh yeah, they, they were,
1: they it was were the first time good.
0: you know people could be objective and say, "Well, oh, it, it's, absolutely,"
1: you know. and it, of course it did create controversy because of Angel's death, and I still don't understand the controversy to this day. No, because there are documentaries about Menger, right? Documentaries about the Nazis. So a song writing about him from, from an objective point of view, not praising him at all, but saying this is what he did. So what's the difference? Yeah, I never understood this whole outrage and controversy, and I guarantee you, had it been done by someone from the pop world writing about the, it, it wouldn't have gained anything close to the traction as, as a controversial subject, yeah. because it was, oh it's metal, look at them, yeah. but as an album it was superb. But also now I don't yeah. think uh, I,
0: I, well, I don't know. You know, I was about to say now, I don't think it would it would, it would be as controversial. But then again, I think with the plethora of social media and, and uh. I, I think people
1: would choose to make it a story, use it as clickbait. Well, the, 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 the yeah. thing is, if they had written a song saying, wasn't he great and actually yeah. defend or praise him, yes, I fully would understand the controversy and the pillaring, but they didn't do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I, ta- I was talking with one of, uh, one of my other guests about this, and he's, he said, Well, what, what the press at the time completely ignored was the fact that this was a band who had uh, two Chilean um, members, well, and Hanneman, who wrote the song, his father, fought against the Nazis.
1: Well, I, I don't, I'm, and Slayer themselves very much defended it from that point of view, saying, Look at how diverse and multicultural we are. They defended it, so it's very much put them into the media. But I think certain parts of the music press, those who never took metal anything as anything other than a joke, refused to, to accept that and ignored that part of it. But yeah. of course, um, certainly, Kerrang!, we defended them. Yeah. And rightly so. And I still <laughs> would defend them for that. And um, it's a great song as well.
0: Well, it's... it's unfortunately, also, I think, people forget not only was it this controversy made made the album well it's simply nobody wanted to touch it yeah so um it was on Def Jam and states yeah they couldn't release it through their normal partner over here no. eventually Landy. it came out about six months after its release it came out on London Records on yeah uh, uh, but up until that point I they toured I saw them mm. on the Rainy Blood tour and they toured with an album that was not available yes in, in the UK Very true. because I think you know, people like myself, true diehards. We all just went out and bought it anyway.
1: Oh God, yeah! The, the import uh, sales were enormous. Yeah, uh, and that hurt London Records when they finally put it out. But um, it, it was such a good record, and it still is. It still sounds fantastic. Well,
0: even over here, though, I still remember that feeling of like, right, you know, you saw Rain in Blood in an import record shop, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just, oh look, there's. Mm. It was, oh, look, there's that album that is effectively illegal in this country. Do you know what I mean? The music business has banned it. You know, nobody wants to touch it. Yeah. And yet here it is in this record shop. Oh yeah, you know, because
1: it could just... It, it, imports are no problem at all. It was imported yeah. left, right and center. And in, of course, in those days, imports sold very well to die-hard fans of rock and metal. Unless the, uh, the UK label Simultaneously released it. Well, for a while, the whole in the early days,
0: the whole, the whole, the whole thrash thing was. I mean, me and Gaz used to jump on the train to to Virgin Records in Leeds mm-hmm. without a clue as to what they were going to have in and what but bands we come across. Yeah. But you'd be looking for stuff like Suicidal Tendencies, Destruction, yep. Excel, all these, all, all this stuff that you wanted to consume, but you had no other way of getting it. You're other right; you to the
1: record shop, and it was all on import. UK labels hadn't a clue what was going on. Yeah no surprise <laughs> no. <laughs> unfortunately but it was with Slayer that they, they changed everything with that album brilliantly yeah. produced and let's give yeah. Ruben Hughes praise not just for his production for signing them
0: yes yeah I mean completely out of left field totally he 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 signed them and also like you say the, the production was just it was it wasn't just oh, well, it was, it, it, yeah I think
1: everybody took and, and appropriate that. as well and yeah. let's not forget at the time Metallica were um, not messing around. They had Fleming Rasmussen their set up in Denmark, but it, it wasn't. They didn't actually have great productions, really. The classic albums. I'm not decrying what Metallica did one little bit, but the reduction that Slayer had of Rainblood was better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, as you say, even now, I mean, I've got the, the remaster, which was done a few years ago, but it's, I mean, it's absolutely superb killer. Yeah, and thing, wonderful. I, I even got the um, I I got a uh, a turntable a couple of years ago. I was feeling it's uh, feeling nostalgic, and I got you know Rainy Bloods one of the albums I got, and I played it the other day, and it was just it was it, I put it on, and um, and then suddenly I heard this noise. I thought, like, what's that noise? And I was like, oh, side one's finished. <laughs> it's like
1: yeah, but I've only just put it on. <laughs> yeah, twenty seven minutes. But yeah. then Wolf Morris Gorman used to have this thing. Going around to people, confronting people you didn't know, but, what's the greatest 27 minutes of your life? And whatever they say, wrong answer, slayer, rain and blood. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Brilliant. Really. Um, have, you, have you
0: interviewed them over the
1: years? A lot, yes. Yeah. Over many years.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, well, like any musician, when you, you interview them at the beginning of their career and during their career, you, you've seen the changes in, in those oh, yeah. people as well. So when would have been the first time that you had. Uh, when was rain it? And blood?
1: Uh, no, it was in New York, actually, right. when Rain so and Blood came out. interviewed them for Kerrang, um, on Exeter Kerrang, I think. Was it Mega Metal Kerrang? Mega Mega Metal Kerrang, 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 yeah. uh, When we we put them on the cover, actually. And I interviewed them about Rain and Blood, so that was the first time. Right. So in 86.
0: And so, going going from there, and obviously then, you know, within a few albums, they're playing Arena's full stage show. uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, in danger of becoming part of the... um, uh, the, the framework of metal instead of the instead of the crazy outsiders, um, I mean I remember seeing them at um, uh, I remember when they were they were they were at Dunnington. and that was yep. and that was kind of like again yeah. like, again I, you know if you weren't around at the time people might like, realise but even that was such a big deal
1: it was it was a big deal because suddenly bands like Slayer being accepted as being part of the mainstream part of the culture of metal rather than as you said the crazy outsiders and no one really wanted to deal with.
0: There's a, oh there's a story they played Donington they all came on in shorts and looking a lot less metal than they normally would. Um, I know one of our one of our listeners was keen to find
1: out if there's, a, if there's that's any, true. any history behind that. No, I don't think, think that's true at all. Really? I don't remember it. No. Right. Um, no, that uh, mind you, <laughs> if they did it, it's probably because it was too hot. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> being sensible. <laughs>
0: probably. Um, and I. I just missing out all the middle years and zipping straight to the end for a minute. Um, I've, been, I've been surprised at the, um, especially, you know, across social media and across the press, I've been surprised with which the uniformity of opinion seems to be aligned with, yeah, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I would is, agree with that.
1: You know. And for me, and this is going to sound like I'm putting them down, but I'm not, slay all four people. Mm. Kerry, Tom, Jeff, Dave. Rather like Zeppelin with four people. Of course, people for years are saying, "Why don't to get another drummer? because it's not going to be the same. There's a magic about those four. Other bands like Metallica could even change guitarists with Mustaine and Kirk Hammett, change bassists, carry on, and it really doesn't derail them. Anthrax have had changes over the years. Megadeth have had loads of changes. But for Slayer, I don't think it works. I think the magic is those four. And sadly for obvious reasons with Jeff Hallam that will never happen again and for other business reasons with Dave Rombardo that's un- unlikely to happen again so for me no end it
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, I think and also Tom's got health problems and well I, I, any, anyone you speak to says Tom's been Tom's been retiring for at least a decade I, I think he has been I think he's been sho- not shoved along but allowed himself to be led along uh, but I think it's time to go yeah. And go up and high rather than dragging this out and becoming lame and some people saying, and not as what they were. Yeah, so for me, it is. Yeah, but I'm oh, um,
0: uh, uh, referencing a conversation I've had with another one of our um, one of the guests. Was saying that um, the tour is very much our, the last world tour, the world tour, and it's, uh, it's 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 the very final world tour. And there's and all of the bands on the bill have been going on about how it's great to do Slayer's last world tour, but Slayer haven't made any announcements. Slayer haven't no. uh, aren't doing any press on this tour mm-hmm. um, now. Can only speculate, but they're either going well. It's our last tour, and I ain't doing any press because I can't be bothered. Because there's no point, or there's no there's no press because there's just they they don't want to
1: answer well, a load of awkward questions. there are always round ways round these things. World tournaments. Well, we never said so we'd we tour again. We'd do an American tour or a British mm. tour. I mean, priests got pilloried a few years ago because they said this is the last big tour we're ever going to do. They never said they wouldn't play live again. But when yeah. they started to play live again, he said he you never played that. They never said that. They said we're never going to do a big tour like this again.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. but
1: Slayer certainly are coming across as this is the end purple they're on their farewell tour but as ian going said saying this could last five years we haven't said when well it's ending elton john. This is elton john yeah
0: three year three yeah. year farewell tour
1: <laughs> it's a bit nonsensical oh,
0: yeah but ultimately <laughs> I, I guess ultimately it is about um well, for, the, for them it's 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 kind of pension time isn't it really i mean that's well, what this tour yeah, is they're all
1: in their 50s um, certainly tom and kerry financially have done very well from the band and good luck to them uh, Dave and has yeah, argued for years. He sure. never got his G, but that's between them. But they've done financially very well from it, and good luck to them. I don't know what their plan is afterwards as individuals.
0: Well, uh, well, that's it because I just think I, I just think that Kerry has driven that band for the last at least the last decade. Mm. You know, um, Jeff stopped showing interest in writing. His contributions, his contributions got less and less. Yeah, I mean, over the Jeff years. was.
1: Not easing himself out, but slowly losing interest. I think. Yeah. Uh, now, of course. It- doing your final tour does doesn't mean you're never going to record that's well, that's, they could do.
0: well that's the thing um warm, you know uh, of course, i've yeah. heard there's five oh. or six tracks oh. le- uh, left over from Repentless. there uh kerry's been talking about um and kerry had been talking about um uh, writing with gary and he was excited about that
1: well um, if uh, kerry and gary write together and start a new band fantastic well i've well, Just I, don't I, well it's
0: funny it's funny you say that because we have had uh, a certain amount of speculation about Get, look, um, uh, um, you've got Kerry, you've got um, uh, Gary, um, boss staff who, who's an excellent who, drummer. Uh, yeah, and who, um But just not. Uh, and, and Kerry gets on very well with. So all you've got to do is find yourself a bass player. And everyone else is saying, oh and Chuck um, Phil and some on
1: vocals, get an album recorded, well. get it out there. Yes. Now that will be an interesting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very interesting. Inju- Jason Newstead on base? Well it's funny you should say that. Somebody else said Oh I wonder what uh,
0: I wonder what Newstead's doing. Um, Not a lot. I, it would be an interesting, but I, th- I but I just well, personally, personally, I can't see Kerry just turning
1: the tap off and going right. That. Why it. should he stop? I don't see why Kerry should stop. Yeah. Slayer, I feel should stop. Why should yeah. Kerry stop as a force? I'm well, sure he's got a lot more to say musically. Well, let's
0: play. Let's play
1: hypotheticals. And
0: if he was put back together, whatever the lineup, mm. and then put it out about, album, do some tours and stuff, that also yeah. gives it enough time for Slayer not to do any shows, for people to have time off and all the rest of it and then maybe two or three years down the line a festival offer is made and Kerry goes to Tom and "Hey, Tom do you fancy a one off payday this is, what, possible. this is what you will take home it's five days it's possible you know and again you can't predict
1: uh, because this is the end of the road in terms of touring it doesn't mean it's the end of the road in playing live gigs or festivals or alternatively going in the studio the other interesting thing what about Kerry King and Dave Mustaine. Oh, they've always had a they've always had a bit of a love affair, haven't they? Well, Carrie did very briefly play in Megadeth. Uh, yes. Um, yes why not on that. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: now it's, it's it, it, now that would be interesting yep and there's a lot of interesting things that ca- could happen and I think in a way it's far more exciting than way to see what happens afterwards with these people I have a feeling that Tom will retire Tom yes. had enough and that'll be it for Tom yeah I agree I agree But uh, well, there's Barry only
0: one set of lyrics of his on Repentless yeah, yeah. and I, Gary Hall obviously he's got exodus so he's got to he's got to put a new exodus album to yeah but um, we've established Exodus can go out so without work. Gary. That's not a problem. He can put he, he can put the album they out, play the odd show, and then go. And, and. I still
1: think they're better with him.
0: Oh, I, without a doubt. But they they, but they can, can survive. To. Well, yeah,
1: Anthrax can survive with uh, Charlie and anti-missing shows. Yeah. Like, these days you, you get used to um, musicians being missing from lineups because of various situations, yes. and they can survive. But it's still not quite the same. Well, um, the, well, you've
0: mentioned, you've actually mentioned something there that's very interesting that could potentially affect the future of anthrax, which is Charlie's carpal tunnel syndrome, yeah. which um, is obviously having an effect on... Of course, absolutely. And how long... It's not going to get better. And how long do they continue?
1: Well, with anthrax, you just don't know. Again, would anthrax think about getting another terrarium? Possible.
0: Possibly, but I don't. I, it would it would be playing music that Charlie had written because he's yeah. such yeah. A, he's such a large part of the writing. So well,
1: this is where you do. get down to at what point does it? Well, this is the uh, the thing that JJ French got pilloried for by claiming that the Rolling Stones these days are no more than a covers band, really. Yeah. Not, and he mentioned one or two others that. Um, ACDC they said, well, if ACDC go out with only anger? they're a covers band, and he's right. Yeah. At what point does a band cease to be a band and become their own chivvy band or covers band? And at what point does the music become more important than the band?
0: Well, I've, I've, I've got to put my hand up here, because speaking as a uh, sole original member of a uh, of a band that's currently acclaimed
1: yeah, yeah. to be Acid Rain. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, is, this is a whole I yeah, think Megadeth it doesn't matter who's in the lineup as long as Mustaine's there yeah. and to a lesser extent Dave Addison's not the Well because they went down. for
0: quite a few years without him yeah, yeah. um,
1: No one cares in terms of the personnel around them as long as they're good Yes um, Metallica is Hetfield quit tomorrow could they carry on with someone new? No No
0: If last no. quit Gans- tomorrow there'd be a massive cheer and they would continue <laughs> <laughs> Oh no I don't think so somehow <laughs> Did you see that uh, article in Metal Sucks which is I, I don't know if you're aware of Metal Sucks I'm aware of it yeah, yeah as some. Uh, pretty good writing goes on there from time to time they, to they did an article about how Metallica had g- become the first band in the world to replace a perfectly healthy <laughs> member with a hologram and they replaced <laughs> Lars Ulrich with a, a hologram oh, I'm sorry, with a hologram of Lars Ulrich that plays a lot better
1: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah. yeah well that will be interesting yeah. I'm sorry but uh, I think Lars has become a a muppet <laughs>
0: uh, yes.
1: and it's unfortunate I think we've spoke about this before and I know it's off the subject but yes, so. seeing Metallica's tour at the end this of the last like year, the O2, right, yeah, spectacular visuals. Our but Lars is, is not bad just bad irritating; but he's annoying. Really, really. Yeah. Not easy. <laughs> he just jumps up and down. That's all the time, like fucking bloody muppets. He doesn't want to be behind that yeah. kit, does he? Oh, and he's, oh, he's just really annoys that, don't he? Stop it! Shut up! <laughs> Sit down, Lars. <laughs> <Lass. Yeah>, stop <laughs> it! We all know you want to be Mr. Shovers. and as you see, the polo, the, the videos of the Pölö well, Music Awards that um, Metallica got last week, I think, um, Sweden. in Sweden, and Lars is there in his <laughs> white tuxedo, <laughs> and oh. And Not learned from the white leather jacket of the exactly 1990s. Enough. And he and Robert G. Hiller was out, um, and Lars's speech was embarrassing. And it was just full of mentioning names and going, come on, clap, come on, stop being a showbiz cliche. Yeah. Stop it.
0: Well, I've said for a long time, if you put as much effort into um, playing the drums as he does curating set lists, and every other aspect of Metallica, mm. Um, then we'd be laughing. It's just the fact that I feel he puts all of his efforts into all of that other stuff, so he doesn't yes. have to put the effort, In the effort into to playing, playing the fucking drum. Bloody rubbish. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you always have to.
1: But to revert back to Sir, yes, please <laughs> do. I, I mean, to be honest. What would be the reaction if <laughs> Kerry said, "With Tom's blessing"? I'm carrying on with the Slayer name without Ke- without Tom. What would you people's reaction? Um, I think
0: it would be a social media yeah. war. Yeah. There's plenty of people who think that that just Tom and Ker- just Tom and Kerry is 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 okay. There's plenty of people who think it's not okay. Yeah. Um, I think it would tip a lot of people who are who are okay with it into the not okay camp. Um, I think it would still sell. I think people would still go. Um, but. I think there'd be a real... I mean, I'd probably go, but there would be such... I think it would be a dilution of the legacy. But then again, if he says, I'm going to carry on, and it's going to be um, with Jason Newstead's coming in on bass and Phil Anselmo's coming on on vocals, and we're carrying on, I think people would be like okay right well I actually don't know whether to slag
1: this off because this could be pretty good <laughs> no, I, I'd love to see that <laughs> you under know? a different name absolutely I know I think, I mean, we, I course, think uh, d- this is the point at where uh, uh, Right. We, yes. Yes. at uh, yes. which it's no longer the band yeah. yeah and that's so difficult to defend because everyone's got their own opinion well I think at that point at that
0: point it's Kerry it's Kerry turning around to everyone and saying look guys let's just say what we've all known for the last 10 to 15 years this band is me hmm. and yeah it might have been Tom's voice, but my hand has been up his back, working his strings yeah. for longer than you've known. Um, you know, I'm the guy that got I'm the guy that got the God-fearing Catholic to stand up there and sing. I'm the Antichrist. This is my band. This is me, and I am going to continue with it. And if you've got a problem, that will yeah, fuck you. It's yeah. Awesome. problem
1: Just don't go. Get on board. Or don't. Or, or don't. Well, it's the same as um, the situation with Kiss. The outrage from Kiss fans when Tommy Fair took over Ace Frehley's makeup. And I remember talking to a few of them. And it's disgusting. Oh. So, so I see we're not going to see him when they come over. Oh, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the point?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. What's your moral outrage well, worth to you? I mean,
1: the, um, Kiss made it very open. This is not history. Street, This is Tommy Fair wearing his makeup. You can either come or you don't. I made them when they go on tour saying, well, are only going to do a lot of new stuff? We're, doing, we're going to virtually ignore our back catalogue. We'll do one or two songs, but this is about the new so stuff. And then people come out moaning after They told you, "Yeah, don't go. Yeah, go to the next one. The next yeah.
0: tour's for you. The next tour is the yeah. uh, you know it, it, it's the back catalogue
1: show. Catalog show. Just do not go, and if you don't want to go, fine. And the yeah. same with fair, i it's supposed to be fair. If Kerry were to say, uh, it is me, I'm carrying on with a new line up, so I've got Tom's blessing, but he's no longer there, and people that outrage don't go along.
0: Well, I think your, I think we'll your, your perspective and my perspective are yeah. slightly yeah. well, are the same, but but different to, to other people's perspective for a reason. And I think being in a band myself and you having worked with bands as long as you have. I think what you, the attitude that you take, certainly I take, is that, because I've had this a bit with, oh, you know, you should do this, you should do that one, and I'm always amazed by people saying what people in bands should and shouldn't do like it's their band and I think, I think people well, get, you know, people get, it's, it's my, my band, I get obsessed with it, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've loved Slayer for 20 years, you have and that's wonderful, but it's not your band, oh, no, and, yeah. and the point Thank I'm you. making is that people who work in the press, who people who are in bands, that you, you know, you, you spend a lot of time hearing from people what you should do, and your whole role in a band over the years is to actually, is, is to, is to do the things that you think are right, and if that means carrying on then then that's what you do And it, because it is your band and if there's people who loved your band and you've done something that they don't like about it anymore well, well that's fine but it's still our band and we're doing
1: what we want to do it comes down to something dylan once said just because you like my music doesn't mean i owe you anything and said, yeah and that's true and the fans have the right to say we're not buying the album we're not going to give. end of that's where your right begins and ends really okay without the fans that would be no there would be no bands if she'd be playing to empty halls or, set, or putting out albums I mean, and selling no copies so it but, wouldn't last but
0: if you make, decision, if you make decisions um, that, that, end, uh, that end up with that happening then so be it but, but d- d- if you you, know, if you and work
1: and this is my point with the last Metallica album is that for the first time in their career I think Metallica turned around and said what do the fans want from us rather than saying this is what we are this is who we are you like it or you don't and whether you liked it or not at least they were uncompromising did it their way the last albums Singing. What do the fans want from us?
0: You now, well, now, it, well, it's funny you should say that because I was talking to Andrew O'Neill about about this, and he was saying that um, that um, he was talking to Crusher, and Crusher was absolutely over the moon with the last Metallica album because he felt it's the first album they've done for years, which is actually them and mm, what 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 okay. they want to do. So uh, there you go. It's the, it's, I would it's disagree. The, it's the cornucopia of opinions oh, that no, are available, no, course, especially I, when it comes absolutely. to Metallica. But I think
1: also. I'll slay her now hamstrung by a sound. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, well, they are the ACDC dc of the big four. Yes, they are. Said many times. Uh, are, are they, have they been in that position of saying this is our sound? We're not try and alter and change it because the fans won't like it. Or do they say this is our sound? We're comfortable with it, and if the fans say you're making the same album time and the end, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know which one is which. Actually, was them. Do we uh, do we
0: do we foresee um, a live album and, and live DVD oh, yeah. etc. at the end Absolutely. of the tour?
1: Absolutely, at least one. Yes. if not more oh god Players yeah. farewell to the uk absolutely they'll they'll certainly do i would have thought maybe one in america maybe one in europe maybe one in japan maybe one in the uk that's fine Or do what metallica have done for years actually make every single show available yeah why not yeah. i think you're right i think
0: um I, well I, I do think i do think there will be something coming out um
1: whether or not but are, are you going to any of the are you
0: going to any of the
1: no shows? i don't want to see them again um, right. For me, it's not as I said to you. I'd love yeah. to see now we go got to an obituary, <laughs> oddly, <laughs> but I may get but, now. Sorry, for me, without those four, it's not slay. So, so you've seen them?
0: You've seen them as not those four,
1: and it's been disappointing yeah, in the past. It's it's okay. It's certainly not bad, but it's not them. For me, it's a magic missing that those four had that I don't think even they realise they had, and. Um, but well, Paul Bershaw is an excellent drummer. It's sort of like comparing Jason Bonham to his dad. Excellent, but not, just, not his, uh, just not on that level. I, yeah. And Lombardo is a phenomenon. He is incredible. And Gary Holt, a superb guitarist, but Jeff Hangeman's sound fitted in and was part of what made Slayer who they were and are. And Gary Holt, in his own right, is very good, but doesn't really fill that role. So no, I, I really don't need to say him again. Um, when, w- when's the when's the most memorable time you saw them from the original? Hammersmith Odin, 1986, I think, on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the most memorable. Also, partly for, for, for all those reasons. They had Tina Turner's sound then. Really? Yep. Which made the sound absolutely brilliant. Wow. It was pristine. It was a wonderful sound. And not just because it was an acid. Cross Snarab was an acid that night. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> It was. They were fantastic. Was that was that Rain in Blood? I think it was. Yeah, definitely Hammersmith. Yeah, and I've I've, I've and did a lot of great gigs, but that one especially really stands out. Do you, remember, do you remember
0: the two shows almost a year apart to the day at the Astoria where they did uh, yeah. Rain and Blood yeah. back to back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, just hearing Rain and Blood again. All, well, to hear, to hear to piece by piece live. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. the first time I'd heard that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um,
1: but there, there have been so many memorable shows, but that one particularly stands out. But for me, in, you're talking about the thrash here of metal, and I'm including Metallica, and it's the most important thrash band ever, So, Yeah. And I'm including Metallica in that. Right, so
0: you would say, sort of, you know, without doubt among the big four, Metallica is without doubt the biggest. It, the, the biggest
1: metal band of all time, you can't argue it, commercially the biggest. No yeah. question whatsoever, but the most influential
0: of the four, Me? Slayer. Slayer, because I suppose well, from Slayer, because, uh, it, it, from the, it's almost the genesis of the of the. Well, some would say it's Venom and Slayer. Then, sort of took it to a wider audience, but it's the genesis of all of the um, of that huge part of the heavy metal family tree that's grown since those yes. years, which is all of the genres that have sprung the from genres the dark, subgenres,
1: everything. Just was yeah, inspired by them. Yeah. A lot, yeah, obviously other yeah, bands you know, had influence you know, on it you know, and I'm not decrying what Metallica achieved or did or so how much they influence they've had, because they clearly know, have had a lot of influence. I think in terms of that area, say are more so important. Yeah. yeah. And, um, to more more and will continue to be well, more important, and will continue to be more important.
0: Well, I think Metallica crossed over to almost yeah. an, an existing audience, an existing set of genres yeah. that were just yeah. more mainstream, whereas oh, yes. Slayer continued yeah, strong, to plough their own furrow. The oh, absolutely.
1: No, I Metallica always wanted to be something. really big. Can I, I think we cannot last for yeah. a lot, but he had a vision for Metallica. And he did see Metallica as being genuinely a big band, able to sell out arenas, yeah. and he made it happen. Yeah, because he did have that vision and the drive and focus to actually bring it to life. Yeah, and but Slayer, in their own way, have been simply phenomenal. Yeah, they they are one of the most important metal bands of all time, and what they've done for the genre has been huge. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll see what's next for them. But I mean, just Kerry King, I'd love to she think he'll see carry on. So I don't see why he'd stop. No, I don't. I don't. I just can't see Unless it. he's genuinely had enough and um, wants to do something else yeah. like raise snakes. Well, a lot of
0: this, a lot of this no press uh,
1: blackout, some of it, you know,
0: some people are, you know, conspiracy theorists saying, well, there's, there's, there's tensions in the camp. So
1: there's always been tensions um, in the camp. but.
0: Yeah, exactly. But clearly, I think, you know, Kerry was talking about we've got at least got another album in us and, you know, and that, you know, Gary would be writing on the next album and stuff like that. And then when Tom was interviewed, it was always uh, let's see what the future brings. And just very evasive. And then I think it's clear that he was wanting to steer things towards at
1: least doing one more album. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's difficult to know, but I do remember um, back in 1988, there was a lot of tension well, uh, in that cat, almost two counts at that point. Yeah, uh, and that's not changed over the years one little bit. Uh, and um, I suppose also there's a thing... Kerry Paul does not okay. want to sit there and yes. do it's 500 interviews the with the same question. The why are you stopping? What yeah. are you going to do? Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. So all I can down. see why yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk to anyone. Fair, Fair say yeah. anything. That's another way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's for, mind you, I suppose the corollary is that that happens all the time, that whenever a big band puts an album out, they're going to be asked the same question 500 times. But without a new album out, but without,
0: without, without yeah, any future Slayer to promote, Let's just not do any press. I think, it's,
1: what, what have we got to say? Yeah, we've got nothing to say we've said this is the last so so all that's done. all we've got to say that's it and um, if and when Kerry decides he has something to say in terms of his future he'll say it yeah. so I think we've got to give him the respect of saying ok yeah, let's just well also I think um, uh, there, there's been, there has also
0: been talk of the fact that you know boss staff is, is very much Kerry's guy they used to room together when first oh it surprised me uh, Gary and Kerry have been friends for years mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe maybe um, there's also of tom kind of feeling a little just a little this,
1: bit isolated is within you know
0: yeah well, within, within the working is.
1: dynamic yeah. because he's and probably the he is with three musicians who uh, want to clearly true. carry on and he's the one i'm sure he's been saying no, yeah, not anymore yeah so i i just do wonder whether or not he carrying tom will sit down or have already sat down yeah, and basically you know, thoughts about well look <laughs> I want to carry on. I want to carry on, Slayer. I know you don't, but would you at least be okay with it? Yeah. So I can tell people. Well, and that then becomes interesting because at that point Tom's got to think, well,
0: actually, right now that's fine. But what if, what if in five years that big payday is out there and Slayer, you know,
1: Slayer are already out there. Yes. Um, Yeah, um, there again, I think if Slayer were already out there without him and somebody offered a lot of money for Tom to come back, yeah, that makes it a bit different because obviously the money will be there for Tom, not without Tom, yeah. I've seen the but it it is a bit, it's it's all hypothetical because we don't know what's around the corner for them, yeah, we don't know what they're going to do next. Uh, I suppose get to the end of the world tour and then decide. I think, I think the thing with
0: Tom as well is that, um. I think if it hadn't been for Gary Mayfield,
1: I think Tom would have been willing to just call it a day. Oh, I'm sure. There and then. I think Tom's been wanting to end it for a
0: while. Because of health issues. Yeah. And
1: you can't blame him. You can understand his point of view. You can understand Kerry's point of view. And I I suppose because it's Tom and Kerry who are Slayer now. Yeah. So, that Simmons and Stanley which, and Kiss, if you, have your you can't your really back, imagine one leaving without the other leaving. Yeah. And so, the they're locked, they're locked yeah. in a loveless yeah. marriage. Well, they are, right, yeah. basically, what we say. And who would have thought that coming up to 40 years. Yeah. Okay. So well, I've, I've, I've a lot of marriages know. don't make it that well, far. Oh, well, yeah, you're right.
0: But the thing is, also, also sold, I remember I read an interview, in fact, I listened to an interview with Tom Araya about. Probably about three years ago, and I've never heard an interview with somebody who sounded so world weary. You know, just worn down Mm. by everything. And it was a very, it was Grim Kim um, who did the interview. um, Find her on Twitter, by the way, folks. Um, And um, she did this interview, and, and, you know, Tom Mariah was coming out with all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, he'd obviously felt really comfortable in her company, and he was just relaxed, and it was just like, you know, what have I done? What have I done with my life for 30 years? You know, this is my legacy to be stuck here. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's a bad it's, legacy it's, to have. It's, well, well, this is it. And the thing is, I think it's, it's, it's like, well, yeah, you know, you could have spent more time at home with your folks, but uh, you know, you'd have, you may would have been on minimum wage, whatever. You know, the struggles of everyday, everyday life. And yes, you can't ever get those years back and those birthdays that you missed and those family events and everything else. But by the same token, it's given you the life that you that that you have. If
1: we took you back to 1981, what would you rather do? And if 1981 tried to persuade you out of doing this, what do you think you would have said? Exactly.
0: Who knows? Well, he, well he, the thing changes, is, I, there, there, without doubt, there, there became a point. There the became a time, there bad, as there is with anybody, where they're doing a job for many years. Handed. There comes a point where it's you handed. think, actually, am right. I am I really? Well, I you liking it? Enjoying it? Yeah, am I really enjoying this? But and this, then you start thinking, well, what transferable skills do I have? And then the answer is none. And and it's kind of like right, okay. Well, I need to make a deal with the devil, and I need. I've I've made my bed. I've got to lie in it.
1: But then again um, you've also got to bear in mind I mean, the fact know, that yeah, probably in 1981 none of the guys in slayer really know, believed that they were it. going to uh, be around for more than two, like two or three okay, years
0: okay. yes you yeah. Like, yeah. yeah most of these bands don't believe yeah, they've actually got
1: more than a couple of years two or three years yeah. Yeah. you talk to the yeah, bands yeah. Around in the 60s, so it's still going. We thought two or three, four years having fun, and we'd have to get proper jobs. We never thought we'd still be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that. And if you do it, you're right, if you do it for that long, they are going to points that things dip, points where things go on the high, points that becomes a grind, it becomes repetitive, and just becomes a routine. Yeah. Yeah, right. and music should never be routine because it loses its value. Well, all, all of those, all of those words, everything that you just um,
0: described is, um, is, pretty much where Neil Neil Peart was before um, before Rush called it a day. which was just the uh, the, the part of the day on the tour that he hated the most was playing the show. Yeah, and would and would you know purposely take ludicrous motorcycle routes to the next venue
1: and cut it really fine. Yeah, really
0: so he could minimize the amount of time that he was actually only going to, to the office. But when, when you're actually in, in that situation, so it's nice time to say, river, end yeah, it. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Stop. Money, do something else. Yeah. Yeah. And Neil Pitt's lucky enough that A, has got the intelligence, B, has got the contact, and C, he's got the money to go out and do what he yeah. wants. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, you don't so have to do it's just to it just thing I out never understood <laughs> <I laughs> with Eddie Vedder back is in the told you, and theory, became huge uh, I you say, oh I hate the pressure I hate the well, just stop forced um, yeah, you, want you want to use, carry uh, on solution, stop like hard hard reach, on. So yeah. you can always come back you can yeah, always come back if you're yeah, feeling that pressurised and that miserable about it just stop, and the blitz yeah. Because if you're feeling miserable about it, everyone else around you is going to feel miserable, and the fans certainly won't yeah, get the benefit. So, the, thought, what are you achieving? Yeah. I think, I think, Especially um,
0: local governments.
1: I, mean, I think that's almost
0: certainly you know the, the point that Tom has reached, there which is no, that's anymore, it, anymore, I mean, really. Yeah. I've so had enough, no, no, Kerry, not another album. I, you know, I agreed to do Repentless, yeah. Um, Obviously but I haven't, but. you know, but that's 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 me. Yeah, okay, I'm done. It's over. I, it's worth it just sorry, for the cycle track. That's a, that is a that oh, is that's a proper a Slayer song, man. Repentless. Best and, song they have done and in and years. Admittedly,
1: really,
0: yeah. you know the rest of the album's is not as strong. But I think I personally, I think, point personally point I think it's a strong enough album to sign up to sign off
1: with. It's a, not a bad one, but there's no way they can now. I think they can sign off with a stronger album. They're just not going to. No, uh, so E-Bow, 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 I, I still E-Bow, like to think uh, that one yeah, so uh, two of the shows Lombardo E-Bow may make a guest appearance, but post I doubt it. Him. I saw that. Um,
0: I saw that run as an um, uh, run as a um, April Fool's on Metal Sucks that that Dave Lombardo had been announced that he was going to come out for a few shows. He was going I mean, to play his so stuff and boss like stuff was going to play that's the bus awesome. stuff for era stuff so really i know i shared awesome. it before i okay, spotted the beautiful date beautiful. on the um yeah, April 1st. Uh, yeah, yeah i shared so I it before so i spotted the date brilliant.
1: Brilliant. on the uh, on the answer well, it would yeah, be, be yeah, nice yeah, if they did like something like I, I think it'd be brilliant going to happen i think it'd be brilliant there's just too much bad luck over new state I've got like, raining blood California. yeah <laughs>
0: between the parties it's just well I, and down. well i made this point with somebody else as well as much with tom as with kerry kerry took yeah. the public backlash about okay, dave yeah, leaving yeah. but uh, tom was absolutely 100 at kerry's side yeah. saying oh, yeah.
1: nope he's out yeah. um i mean what, how, how much truth there may up, may not be in what Lombardo said about he was a lot of money and got underpaid i don't know uh, only Very the people who deal dress. with the business side of the know the answer to time. that one. Yeah. Kerry and Tom insist yeah. that it's not true. From Dave from insists it is right. true. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's too much bad blood, sadly, for him to actually. A bit on stage. And them? I think. Well, it, ultimately, once you've held yeah, your yeah.
0: bandmates to ransom, as in, um, I'm not. Com- I'm not go- coming to Australia unless I, I get yeah. A, B, and C. Once, once you've held your band to ransom, there's no way back. Yeah. There is no way about,
1: no really. coming back really. from it. No, and I, I think it's yeah, that naivety yeah. na- yeah. and also I, I the, I like the altruism of lot. wondering that's and hoping. We'd love but to I, see one show where Lombarda gets on stage. And in a way, that it would have be been all great the at, Had have Bill Ward going to go yeah, on stage yeah, with right. Savas in Birmingham not and play one number.
0: But that was never going to happen, and
1: this is never going to happen, so we just have to accept that. In a way, although I don't think it will ever happen, it would be nice for Deep Purple to do one show with Blackmore back. yeah and And i think this is the um fans fantasy which doesn't gel with the reality of the the band situation but and i don't think lombardo Um, will be back at all no no i i think i think you're right i think you're right i think
0: it's um (laughs) it's (laughs) done really um funnily enough i haven't seen i haven't seen any um I haven't seen any uh, comments from him in the press about. I
1: don't think he will have anything to say? Yeah, yeah. Like except a, a
0: band that he's not yeah. in, I'm not this band. Yeah. I'm not
1: part of this band. So what? Yeah. yeah, I've got nothing to say. He's carrying on. He's doing what he does. Did you get to see? Um,
0: did you get to see him at
1: the Underworld? No, I didn't. Did unfortunately, no, I missed it. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. I'm sure it's I'm interesting.
0: I, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard the album. It's um, yeah. I think interesting is a good word. Well, what we well the band has gone let's the pattern patternies in terms of doing quirky off the wall things because it interests great but um well and then and he's got a sort of day job with suicide yeah yeah, Yeah. and then the misfits as well yep he gets Um, around um, that man yes he is a phenomenal drummer well he he has said that you um, know given when he's split uh, from slayer it's actually meant that uh, you know initially it was hard to deal with but then it was like wow there's all this different stuff that you I can do. Oh, you I know, if there's one, one giant in the
1: world that could possibly take over Neil Pearson Rush, that's it's him. Market. Yes,
0: yeah. it's not that I'm suggesting he
1: should at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no not my not Portnoy, then. No, like no, I think
0: it's David Wagner. Now I tell you what, Rush fans all over the world are either are either cheering and saying, "What? Yes, you're absolutely right," or crying, saying, "Oh my God, no, it's not going to happen." He destroyed.
1: Because again, Rush, I'm not going to replace. When you consider they shouldn't yeah. consider it. Yeah. No. But I'm just thinking in, right. in a parallel universe. <laughs> that would be amazing. Lombardo would be my choice, even ahead of Faulkner, who's very good. Would be Lombardo. It. However, no it's problem. not going to happen. Yeah. Wow. I'd never even crossed my mind. Absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And he's going to continue. And he's going to continue on going. And yeah, if if.
1: Kerry, yeah, uh, Kerry continues, it'll be, it'll be, be with yeah, Bostad. Kerry will out. not ca- even think about get, uh, asking no Lombardo like to, um, to work with him, and, and really to be honest, like I like if he did, I think Lombardo would tend to, to fuck off. Yeah, how yeah. Is that, up, never going to happen again. So was well, so it ever get to a point evil. of talking to other civilians? Uh, that's certainly. where I between them. I've been for about five yeah, like yeah it it's kind of remains to be plans, seen, doesn't it? Um, it does. And, uh, and sure that's part of a, a different situation that goes on behind the uh, scenes, what will, will happen or will uh, not happen. Uh, it won't really affect Slayer's last tour. And however long this last tour lasts.
0: So one question I've been asking everyone, what do you think is, for you,
1: Slayer's best
0: uh Last the great album, the la- the, you know, the, the last album they did that was, uh, was to do for us, that rocked your world. You um, thought, I really yeah, enjoyed World Painted Blood. Right. It so I really, really like that well, album. Uh, I thought it was a really right. good great. last album. So before. That, uh, it's it's um, it's surprisingly good because I uh, because I don't have that yeah. fond yeah. Memories no, no, of memories really yeah, of it, and I went back it really to it as I did to a lot of stuff before doing this special, and it's a really strong album. No, I I really like that album. I would say it was a really
1: impressive. Album at a time when I didn't think uh, they'd be able so, to make another really strong, it's strong to album. Yeah. It's well, is it so as they're good they're as Rainblood, South of Heaven? No. It's no.
0: Because, no. Well, because, but it's, it's certainly the best album they did subsequently and I think it's a really, really good album. I must admit I have a soft spot for
1: God Hates Us All. I do quite like God Hates Us All, I think it's a decent album. Incredibly, but
0: it's incredibly harsh. It's a really hard listen. Oh yeah, it is. It's really, really yeah. And, and, and I, also, I think that was the first album where you really saw, you know, King was really
1: model
0: pushing the band along. Mm. Oh yeah, um, I mean, our sales
1: plan
0: and, uh, and it's and I mean it's definitely their best our album of uh, um, yeah, all stuff.
1: The yeah, I wouldn't argue with my there. I wouldn't argue with there at all. But yeah. they've got yeah. their classics now, that, that everyone knows the and loves and family family family. will be so family their family real family family. legacy in terms of impact and influence. From Heather Waits to Season in the Abyss that run of albums are a, simply row, yeah. tremendous.
0: And what about and the... Um, about and, because yeah, it's I'm, Slayer, um, best, best album, album cover? it awaits. It probably still be ahead of because it's so silly. <laughs> Is you are a Hella Waits, right? I right. oh, guess we got. I think we have got two votes for Rain
1: and Blood. Two votes for uh, for Hellawayes. Oh, well, rain Blood covers are really good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah. now Hellawayes Hella for me because it's so silly. It just. What well, you
0: think? It's even even sillier than um, Show No Mercy.
1: It's got a ghost. Go oh yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. so yeah.
0: <laughs> but well, it's, it's still a strong cover. Yeah, very striking cover. Um, well, if we um, if we stop so, there, yeah, I've got some questions from our Patreon yeah. listeners, but um, for um, for and the moment, uh, Malcolm, thank you very much. Well, yeah. sure. And there you go. Um, I, I, what? Yeah, I mean, all I can say is. I wanted to kick the living shit out of those people in the background as anyway but ha- as as much as anyone but hopefully um, the old uh, the old clip mics did the job it is a a bit distracting but it's as it's as close to um, uh, well it's as good it's as good as it's going to get but my apologies for tossers being in the background there it is a bit annoying um, and uh, there's just really no need to talk that loudly but there you go it happens Hopefully, you were still able to um, uh, to, to tune that out um, uh, and just to have a good old listen. Um, it's always a pleasure talking about to, to Malcolm about anything, um, and I thought he made some really good points there that hadn't uh, hadn't been previously raised, especially about you know uh, Slayer actually having more you know more of an impact and more of a legacy on the world of metal than Metallica, which um, which when you think about it is pretty fucking true, isn't it? And uh, you're, you're going to see, you're going to see. Um, well see. You're going to now hear um, Xavier Russell on his thoughts and opinions on that comment because I throw it to him. Because as you heard there, you know Malcolm said, "Hey, you know you should get you should get Xavier on." So, what Malcolm says, I does. So here we go. This is me and Xavier Russell having a chat about Slayer. Can't um, three. So uh, here I am once again with Xavier Russell. Hello. Good to see you again. Good to see you again. Um, clink of the glass. Clink the glass. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, you I'm on water because I'm driving. It's bloody always. Do you want? Um, you're right for bit. Yeah, drink. we're all right. Um, uh, Xavier is resplendent in a gorgeous um, mm-hmm. tanker shirt. Which um, you've got to tell is me it? the story. You've got to tell me the story. Oh, what's on the back? Ah, dates. 26. So you went you saw them in Germany? No, I saw them in Germany last year. Yeah. Um in in what would have been I was staying at what would have been East Berlin in the East Berlin hotel and the gig was just across the river in West Berlin. Right. And the ironic thing is the last time I saw them was in Berlin and the wall was still up. <laughs> it's just amazing, <laughs> it's, isn't it? and Jair yeah, the singer said why don't you come over and see us we're playing in Berlin and I could get quite a good deal to go there so I've got yeah. a cheap British Airways we're all in the same hotel and they played the two hour set I'll wow. show you some pictures later they absolutely brilliant oh that'd be awesome and, they're still, and they're still great and they, the thing is because they've all got jobs they're doing it cause, for fun because they still yeah. love playing live well I, I'm, I'm just trying to think what's the name of the bass player is it Frank? yeah Arnold yeah I think it is Frank yeah I, he, I had him on I had him on the podcast oh we were having the, having that conversation and he was saying, you know, that they've really, really enjoyed it. It's this this tour is from an Ameri- a Latin American tour that they did in 2016. And they just go out there, do 10 gigs and come back again. Yeah. But so of, many of, so many of, bands, bit, are bit, bands are up brain that yes. way. As you know, most of my favorite thrash bands are from Germany. So yes. Creator, okay. Destruction, Tank, where they're called Boozcore, really. <laughs> If you want to give it another name. And they were fantastic, and I hadn't literally said, yeah, he just emailed me that yesterday. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, the Two-Face cover. Yeah, yeah. He's sending me all these sad England things. But, um, um, I was going to show you some pictures from that show. But I can do that later, so if you want to carry on. Yeah, that'd be great. Talking. Uh... <laughs> So, um, well, I, uh, blame Malcolm for this. Okay. Uh, okay. Because well, when I was talking to him, he said, "Are you getting Javier?" And I said, um, "I said, well I hadn't actually. I, I hadn't thought about it." And he said, "Oh, you should. You know, because he's he he was he." caught on to Slayer before everybody else. Well, yeah, apart from uh, Shades I suppose, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so he set you up as the, um, he set you up as oh, the enough, Well, yeah, But almost, And I mean, as, as you've said, you only really go up to Seasons in the Abyss with Slayer. Yes, I do. But, but, but you also, you started before everyone else, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm now being shown awesome pictures of Tankard <laughs> taking side stage. That's brilliant, that's brilliant, they were great. And this is their, their favourite tipple. Um, Alex, do you recognise him? Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, I can't place the name. Tom Allen, Judas oh, Priest. I did right. a thing in for Rock Candy about him doing, producing, Screaming for Vengeance album. Right. But anyway, yeah, back to, back to, um, Sorry, what, were we, at? what were we? What band was it again? Oh, Slayer. that's Slayer. One. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, oh, so we're getting sidetracked. we with with Tanker there. Um, so what was the? i space right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's who we had on. Yeah. Um, so how did I first hear about? Yeah. I mean, where did it all start? Well, I, I'd actually, you know, obviously with Metallica the early days, and then I was in. Um, where was it? I think, that's right, I, was, I went into Shades. Uh, no, no, pre-Shades, Barton gave me the Hello Waits album. That's the... F- no, Show No Mercy. And do you remember in, there was a magazine called Extra Kerrang. Yes, Ma- uh, Mega Metal yeah. Kerrang. Yeah, well, there was also Extra Kerrang. Oh, and right. do you, there was a Canadian, well, he's not Canadian, he's actually from Nottingham, but he loved things Canadian. Uh, oh, shit. Chinese, called Paul Souter, who used to write for Kerrang. Right, yes, I remember Which, him, said, yeah. he came up with this, oh, that's... Just got this email, text, and um, he said, "Jeff said, would you two like to do a stupid article about all types of music, and you can you can be totally honest about it?" So he got a bottle of Jakob Meister. I went to his house, which was in Acton. And we just reviewed loads of albums, and one of them was Show No Mercy, right. and we didn't. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't it show any? No, I mean, no, we gave it a good kicking. And the, not, it wasn't that the songs were bad, it was the production was just abysmal. It yeah. sounded like it was recorded in tin. And I remember I've read in many articles that Dave Lombardo moaned about this terrible flaw that there was the album was recorded on it. It was either concrete or something. And yeah. it just really fucked up his drum sound, and he's and he, a great drummer. And he had to put the cymbals on afterwards as well, didn't he? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it really did sound like it was. Anyway, this thing was called the um, "Janet and John Guide to Metal." So also it was Janet and I was John, <laughs> and we just went. We and it wasn't just thrashing, We did every type of music with bands like The Ladder, AOR. But then I remember Slayer read it and they weren't very happy about it. And they said, "Oh, you just took the piss." I said, "No, honestly, I thought this was a lot of shit." And then the next time I heard Slayer was, do you remember Shades Records when it was yeah. in oh, Satan's School? Absolutely. And do you remember Dave Constable? I do or indeed. Or Cunt Dave Stable as he's known, <laughs> yeah. or as yeah. we <laughs> called him, Eagle. <laughs> oh yeah, delete. Anyway, it was when they had before they had that office that little place in the basement, they had that tiny little place on the side of. St. Anne's Court it used to shake like crazy because the building was on this bad family. I remember walking down St. Anne's Court and I could just hear this amazing, fast, really heavy thrash. And I went in there and said, fuck Dave, what's this? He goes, oh, delete, Russell, delete Metallica, they're all fucking rubbish. This is fucking in the Chapel EP, and it was it was haunting the Chapel, and it right. was um, chemical, chemical warfare, warfare. Uh, and it was yeah. just, and he, and the whole shot was literally shaking. A mic, generator I said, Dave, turn it down. He said, No, delete Metallica. This is it, Slayer. This is and I thought this is the first time I've heard a Slayer song I actually really like, and thought it was good. Yeah. And then it sort of it stacked up in my, my memory banks, and then Show No Mercy came out, which was well, funny because pe- I, I was going to say people um, at you know, a certain age. Yeah, remember um, haunting the chapel.
1: There's great, something about with great it because it fondness.
0: was an EP, yeah, and it was different, and it was very different to show no mercy. But it was a step in the right direction, and I yeah. actually think it was better than Hello Eights. Yeah, it's a, it, well, it, it, it's shorter, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I just love that song. You know. Well, I think I, we all... I, I, I remember listening to Chemical Warfare, and I, I remember the first time I listened to it, somebody putting it on and saying, this is the fastest song ever played mm-hmm. by anyone. This is, you know, like, this is the, you know... The fastest song. And I remember Dave Constable's actual words, Total Spade Death. <laughs> and that's what it was. It was just but it was intense as well. Yeah. And I could see this is a sign of things to come. Then I think they slightly regressed a bit with Hello Waits. I think there were still good things on Hello Waits. Right, um, no, I'm I'm a but, I'm a bit of a fan um, of Helloights, I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I liked um, At Dawn They Sleep. And I also loved Hardening of the Arteries. I mean there's some great songs on there and Necrophilia, of course. But there was something about that Haunting you know, the Chapel E P that that was the first time that I was awoken to Slayer, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, I, I I pretty much similar experience to you. Heard show mercy and just thought actually to be honest, I, I really liked it. Black Magic did it for me. That was that mm. intro riff, it was just like wow. Um, but then when Haunting the Chapel came along, it was just it just it blew everyone away. It's like, you know, it just suddenly changed a gear or they got a bit that way. Yeah. Well, a, a bit like they did in their later career with rainy Rain Blood, yeah, it well, just it took everyone to by surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it was basically, I think the, the first Show yeah. of Mercy is the sum of their influences and yeah. you can you can hear, oh, there's a priest riff going into a, you know, saxon riff or a, yeah. oh, there's a, and you could literally sort of, you know, you could hear would, the influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when haunting in the Chapel came out, that just sounded like a different band mm. and it also, I think that was the beginning of them. One <laughs> of the better sounding evil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And it, was the, and it was the intensity of the music. It was almost like it's, it was like it's like a form of torture, but in a nice way, if you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> but even the opening as well is that that yeah, yeah. you know that that staccato down yeah, yeah. picking is just like and you just thought, like, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then that riff comes in and we're off, and mm. uh, you just think right that is really you know. And Lombardo's drumming is just unbelievable. That's brilliant yeah. yeah and unlike and and he can still do it as well yeah you know well Lumb- not with slayer Lumbago, but... as some people call him <laughs> i don't <laughs> know why <laughs> and then of course raining blood came out yeah yeah and that i re- i remember first hearing that i've got a, i got an advanced cassette of it um jeff barton gave, and i was going down to I was going through france with a mate and no one else had heard it and we always I put the way and he was a rainbow fan so he wasn't used to this sort of music right. I said wind the windows down and play something you have probably and I hadn't heard it at this point. And then when I when those first chords to um, Angel of Death come in and it's and then just when he hits those drums, it's just suddenly that's like chemical warfare one stage on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. what, what set it apart from everything else was this incredible production. Amazing. Isn't it? Unbelievable. It actually yeah. sounded like you're inside a barrel or something, but it's just the, the the sound of the drums, the sound of the guitar. And I remember reading that they actually tried to record it, or most of it is recorded live. So it's not hardly any overdubs on it or very and, few and also I think uh, you know in credit to Rick Rubin here he went look dry this yeah, needs yeah. to be dry get rid of get rid of this reverb that you've been for some reason using on all your previous recordings and he just had everything dry and it's just phenomenal mm. phenomenal. and I remember it in, in uh, I, I had the import uh, the import vinyl and yeah. it was the the vinyl was cut so loud that the stylus used to jump at parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had that. I remember that. Yeah. But The other thing I couldn't, I thought, oh, hang on a minute, it's all on one side of a C sixty because it's twenty nine minutes long. Yeah. Because I, you know, I was, I was getting ready to turn it over, and, it's, and the, the album's finished. And then I I started reading about it. I thought, why is it so short? And then I read a very good quote from Jeff Hanneman saying that he and a couple of the band were listening to. Megadeth and Metallica at the time. They said all their songs seem to go on forever and ever and ever, and the, and the riffs repeat themselves. And they wanted to get away from that. They wanted to make short sharp songs, in, course out. And the other thing I remember is that there's an average of 220 beats a minute on it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> now so that's bit... now that is a piece of information nobody else has come out with. <laughs> no, <right>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it was an absolute game changer. Mm. And, funnily, and funnily enough, I was t- uh, talking to um, Malcolm about this, and he said he said that album, that album has got more has has um, had a bigger a bigger influence on metal than anything have done. Oh yeah, it would. Yeah. I still think it's. Well, I think I said at the time it's the heaviest record ever made. I also think still to this day it's still the greatest thrash album ever recorded. And I think yeah. I, so I think I remember either asking Lars or James saying. Yeah, they go, yeah, we know it's fucking brilliant. I don't know, and they, you know, they knew how good it was, but, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't, they just didn't use Rick Rubin. They always got the wrong producers for their records, I think. Yes. Yeah. You know, they have the material there, but you could see where Slayer were coming from, saying, you know, we just want to do sh- songs that people, you get to it, get to the chorus and get out, you know. It's yeah. like it's like a horse race. And of course, <laughs> by the time Miss Alica did get around to using Rick Rubin, it was... Yeah, too late, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, it had such an impact at the time, and, yeah. and the fact that it, it, you're right—I mean, for me, it is still number one, it's yeah. the greatest thrash album ever, yeah. um, and the lyrics, you know, the lyrics to Angel of Death, surgery without anesthesia, yeah. either way I want you to die, and you actually can feel that they, you, it's almost like they're in the room with Mengels, or whoever it is, torturing these people with their guitars, or... well, you, well, of course, being a writer at the time, you'll have, you'll have covered the, the controversy over that, that, yeah. that song, because, I mean, that was just, oh, I know, they said I wish you'd a song about Mengels, or, I said, I oh, know, it's just, just what they come up with, if it's not Satan, it's someone else, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I actually said, well, it made a change from writing about blood and Satan. I know they do it elsewhere on the record, <laughs> but also the thing is that they, that uh, you know, they were getting grief for it for it not being a an anti-Joseph Joseph Mendo no, it was just song. a song about <laughs> but, what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you think that's some sort of endorsement, I mean, it's just. Cataloguing history, if you like. Yeah, and you know, all right. So they got Ultra the Sacrifice, but they also got Jesus Saves. So yes, they they, they got a real good sense of humour with a tongue in the cheek, and I love criminally insane. Just. Yeah, no, just brilliant. Yeah, and and that was also kind of a, a little bit. A, do you remember? Do you remember when they released they released "Criminally Insane" as a single, but it was yep. remixed with the slow drum beat all the way through it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it was a weird and, mix. Yeah, and they were like, you know, this like is Rubin next... getting back into his sort of def jam. <laughs> and it was and it was and it was like, yeah, this, this by the by the way, guys, this is what the this is what the the next album is going to sound like. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and is it the Raining Blood track where he really screams, he does a long scream at that's hit. Angel of Death. Angel. No, there's another. I'm sure he does another scream somewhere else on it. I know he does the one on Angel of Death, but there's one somewhere else. But you just feel the pain he's going through. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, but it, the weird thing is, to go back to that the production again, the thing is it's such a... It, it's so raw, but it's so well produced. Mm. You know, it, it's lost nothing. Yeah. It's a, such a rare combination. It's the clarity. You know, it's like yeah. Because I, th- I, th- I, I said to them when they gave it to me, "What tapes this song? Because normally you get the old hissy tape. Even on a hissy tape, it still sounded clear as a fucking bell. Yeah. And then, of course, when I finally got the vinyl, when I got back, it just, just speaker covers almost came flying across the room. It was so good. Happy days. Yeah. Happy yeah, days. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, one thing. Um, Whilst I'm Raiding blood. They came over they came over here and toured. Was that was that did you see him on that tour at all? I did, but um, hang on or did I? I think I No, that what was that eighty six or eighty seven? Uh, it was the oh, is it be eighty six because eight, eight, it was at the end. Of, no, oh, you know, it came actually, out. Was it
1: eight, the album, 18,
0: the yeah. album was still not available in this country. It was only available on import. London, right. London had not released it, but they toured anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it would be either either late eighty. No, I think it's I think it's eighty six or early eighty Because yeah. then South of Heaven. I remember on that tour. Uh, when that came out, I went, do you remember Jem Howard from Music for Nations? I know Gem. I've had Jen on the podcast. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, me and Jen went, we, we were standing at the back when South Heaven came out. And I looked at him and he looked at me and said, this, this isn't right. This sounds just incredible. This was Slayer on the side. And we looked at each other and said, because normally the sound's not brilliant. And then we looked to the left and I saw all these black Afro guys on the Slayer mixing desk with Tina Turner jackets. Right. So I went up to so just went up and said, Excuse me, she always do Slayer sound. I said when Tina's not touring we do slayer, we love doing slayer. I said, Well how come that is? He said we just love the two extremes in the music. But I said, But you i I've never heard anything he said, Yeah we, we know how to we know how to mix slayer. He said, We're used to mixing Tina, we know how to mix and I looked at Jeremy, he looked at me, he said We'll never hear it again, and I never did. I mean, that's the and that's the best live thrash song I've ever heard anywhere. That's amazing, and that was on the South of and, and they, it was, cause they all it was had Tina their, this, sound team, and they all had their, you know those satin Tina Turner yeah, jackets. Yeah, 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 And they I, and I had so they was wearing. Them. It's funny because they were in Slayer T-shirts with Tina Turner jackets on the back. Brilliant. And I said it's so odd that because they're so different extremes of music, and they said that's why we. So we get bored if we just did Tina all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and then. And then, of course, the South of, and that South of Heaven had just come out, and again, I love that album too. Yes, wasn't yeah. it wasn't quite as good, but I love Silent Scream, Live Up and Dead, behind I love behind the yeah. Crooked Cross. Yeah. That, that was and that, and that was so different. And it, it's just the weird. It's yeah. just that weird rhythms on it. Yeah, and I, that's my, I think that was my favourite song on South of Heaven, Crooked Cross, just because of its arrangement. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it, it was. It, I, I, I I remember um, I was. Uh, a friend of mine was living in Newcastle, and so I was going to university. And it was, a, a, um, and everybody who lived in the house was was into metal of some kind. Mm-hmm. There was a girl called Amanda, and she she wasn't into thrash at all. All oh, right, but she loved that song. Yeah, she absolutely it's funny loved that song. Yeah, it's weirdly mixed that Because my mate who, who I went to France with, he was a big Rainbow fan. He said, I don't really like this sort of music, but these. This I can listen to because they play it so well. Because a lot of the fresh bands you hear, it, you think, "Oh, it just sounds, sounds like blokes can't sing, got a sore throat, drums are all out." You know? yeah. so, but I know that's part of it. But Slayer actually made it sound acceptable, you know, in, there, in a mainstream. Sort there was of. there is some there is some kind of uh, they, they there was some unhappiness in the camp with the finished article with South of Heaven. I don't know if well, it was fine. Kerry King, but. There were, yeah. Not, uh, that, I, I, I don't know whether it's, the, whether it's the sound or they just felt it wasn't really as strong. It's, it's also the only Slayer album with a cover version on it. Yes, uh, uh, a Judas which is, song. Which, let's face it, is filler. You don't need to put that on. Yeah. Does? Everyone knows they like Priest and they started their early career doing Priest covers. Yeah. Just like. Yeah, and I, I just felt that with, with, um, with South of Heaven, I. They just, they just caught—not caught me off guard—but they just again, it was another shift. All I want south of Watford. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it's you know it's how do you how do you top the masterpiece? It's like the, yeah, but the Crooky Cross. If 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 all the album had been a bit like that, you know, slightly kil- off kilter, but some of it became it was just like you say, some of it felt like footless to me. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, I. I like you say A. How'd you follow up a masterpiece and B. All these years later it's pretty much viewed as a masterpiece it's yeah. pretty much one of the uh, you know well it's yeah. the it's, it's in the canon of the great albums yeah and it's definitely up there the top thrash so yeah yeah and it's uh, completely iconic songs on it yeah, you know, there is everyone else's old Metallica's Black album but I still like the first three Metallica's albums best and I, and I, and, and I hate the, the one with all the um, the double album. Uh, what's it called? My brain's gone. The new one? No, no, no. The fourth album. Uh, oh, not black. Load. No, load and reload. No, no. Before the one before that. Um, Justice. Oh right. Okay. The production was abysmal on that record. Absolutely appalling. Well, um, they it's going to remaster it, aren't they? And they're not. And they're not remixing it. And, um, but I don't know if you've ever listened. But there is a there is a mix on YouTube called Justice for Jason, How is and, it, and it's and it's basically enhanced oh, and so you can hear the bass yeah because the garage days they just re-released that which i reviewed in rock candy and i, I put it under headphones and i thought actually you can hear the bass oh, on this <laughs> that is a, but that's a fantastic sounding record yeah it's great i mean it is that sounds absolutely brilliant yeah. i mean that's probably the best drum sound yeah. lars Owen's ever had mm. and he's um, trying to copy the killing joke from him, and he just about keeps up <laughs> 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 but um so from south of heaven um Obviously we move on to Caesars in the Abyss. Abyss yeah. Now That well, What's your view on that? Uh, I I mean it, it takes it takes from Rain and Blood and it takes from South of Heaven. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of just blends them together but in a for some reason just a slightly slightly more mainstream kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I felt it's like they They've taken bits of both albums and added another layer to it, and I love skeletons of science. Yeah, a great song. Spirit in black. Yeah. What a tune. Yeah. And seasons of the abyss. Which is that the I mean the opening the the, the whole oh the first layer album with uh, acoustic guitar. Yeah. And um, and and then it builds into that that just incredibly um doomy intro, mm. but of course not forgetting the. Um, uh, war Ensemble yeah, and I was going to mention that. that, I love that It's just intense and, again <laughs> and, still in the, and still in the set today Yeah And it's just an utterly brutal song Yeah, and I saw them on that tour as well But sadly it wasn't the Tina Turner boys doing it, <laughs> it was, But they, you know, they'd learnt their craft by then and, and that was the other thing, live they were always intense. Yeah. And very, yeah. very... And, and I, I know Tom can't do his head and thing spinning around, but if he'd been doing that for 30 years, I'm surprised it's still on his shoulders. Yeah, it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There's only it him it. and Kerry left, really, isn't there? Yes. Yes, so now there did is. Did van die from a spider bite? Well, it was a spider bite, um, <coughs> but the spider bite, the spider bite, um, Induced him drinking even heavier than he ah. had been. Oh right. Um, so it was. I think it was liver failure in the end. that's a shame. Um, Yeah, yeah, a real uh, shame. Yeah. But um, the um, the thing with season the abyss, so I remember. I remember seeing them on that tour as well. And all of a sudden, Slayer had a stage show. Yes. Yes. Before it was, it was just it them with the heads down and off they went. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it was. Yeah. It just seemed like there was a more. Yeah, there was there was just a show. There was somebody, but they were always so tight and cohesive live. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never saw that argument on sort the of stage. I mean, I never noticed any. Or I know, but the weird thing about the weird thing about Slayer that I always found was, you go and see Slayer, and you see four people deliver um, a very intense performance yeah, yeah. of their own. Yeah, yeah. There's, very little, there's very little sort of chemistry or... or, or not, no, that's no, no, right. Yeah. So yeah, not so much chemistry, <laughs> but uh, actual, you know, interaction. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just... But, but there's still... There is still a vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you don't... You, you, I guess the point I'm making is sometimes you don't see a band and you just think, there's no chemistry there. That's four people playing four separate gig, gigs yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just, it doesn't work. But with Slayer, it was almost like, no, no, that is what we're going to do. We're going to go out there, and it's tunnel vision. Yeah. And we just, and we go for it, you know. But And it absolutely works every single time. It's really, it almost seemed like, when I saw a ray of light, he always had that slight cheeky grin about him. You, although he's very serious, you think there's a slight sense of humour going on inside that. Hit. Yeah. And it was like, he, he'd always look around and he'd smile, but then he'd go back to being serious again. But... You can see there's always something else going on. Well, two of, two of my favorite two of my favorite gigs I've ever been to were both at the Astoria within one year and one day of each other. Yeah, and it was at the Astoria when they played Rain in Blood. Uh, yeah. uh, when they played Rain in Blood all the way through. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I think I was at the opposite that one. Either, yeah, so. yeah, and it was just. Phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, when you see it live, you see it sounds even quicker. It was like 25 minutes long, not yeah. 20. minutes So I just love the way it was. Just like there was no talking. You know what order the, the songs? <laughs> yeah. You know what order the songs go in. Yeah. So, right, heads down, let's go. And they didn't introduce it or anything. They played Angel of Death, and I thought, the first time when I went to see them, there was a rumor <laughs> that it, that you know they might be playing the whole yeah, of Rainy yeah. Blood tonight. A rumor. And then. We got there and they played Rain and Blood. Oh, sorry, they played Angel of Death, and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they went straight into piece by piece, and you're like, know, oh, fuck me, we're on. Yeah, yeah, and then, we uh, are on. It's weird, isn't it, it, oh, it, it? Oh, yeah, I mean, Blue did it? You know, when um, Rainbow played the, that festival, um, Stone Free, last year, BOC were on the another stage and they played the whole of the first album again. And three or four, four, five of the songs they hadn't played for like 30 years, so they came on and said, right, we're going to play the whole of the first album. Forgive us if some of the songs don't sound brilliant because we haven't rehearsed them for thirty years, but they just went all the way through. Wow! And it was brilliant. And this black like man, you know, she's as beautiful as a foot. And weird songs like that that you never heard. But I never ever heard like, and it was really refreshing to see a band that's been going for so long just playing these songs that, but they sounded new yeah but, you know but for years, again it played right the way through and so you um amazing. you kind of so you what made? how why do you why was it that you tuned out after seasons of the abyss when it came to slayer uh, it's when well, there was a period in the mid i suppose from about 90 i so i got a bit dissolution with the whole metal scene and then new metal came in and then my film work got busier and busier and I felt yeah. some of those other Slayer albums. I listened to them, but I just thought they just thought it's just Slayer being Slayer. So it wasn't it wasn't the changing drummer then. No, it wasn't. You know, I missed. I'm, obviously, he was a great drummer, and I'm, and it was you know the rest. You know, the rest of them still wrote good songs, but I just felt you know it's like a lot of original lineups. You make the four or five classic albums, then you're just regurgitating after that. Yeah. You know, like Priest come back with a good album every four or five albums. So I just sort of. It wasn't deliberate. I just sort of zoned out of music for quite a while. Then I sort of got back into it. Actually, the, the other thing is I got into all the German stuff around the time. Ah, right. Okay. In the late eighties, I start getting into creator destruction. Um, you know, Tankard, all those sort of bands. The Chitral before. All Death Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those sort of noise bands, uh, and Celtic Frost. So my taste slightly became more European. And I, but, you know, I still like Slayer and stuff, but. I just like the earthy feel of German French. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just, they're sort of like modern day Wagner's, you know, that's what, that's what it is. And I really got more into that. And I thought, well, I could, you know, I'll listen to Slab, but oh no, they're not really doing it for me. I'll stick, I'll stick going down that road for a bit. But then, you know, I want to try and see them on this last tour. I was yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Yeah. Where is it? They're playing Alexandra Palace. Is it just? No, it's unfortunately um, oh. it's Wembley Arena. Oh, they're playing there. I thought they're doing. Oh no, because I saw them at Alexandra Palace in 2011. Ah yeah. right. Or 2012, whenever it was. Lately yeah, there. yeah, and I had that was with Slipknot. Mm. Um and um, I yeah I couldn't go. I I injured, yeah, my, yeah, I'd yeah. injured my knee playing football, and I had to... I had to give my ticket away, um, right. but no, I'm. I mean, they're the live. they the. They're the. They're the live band I've seen the most.
1: Yeah, what's
0: that? Um, as a, well as a punter. I mean, yeah, yeah. A, excluding bands I've toured with. Did you ever play with them? No. So you never got on a tour with them. No, which is a, a real shame. <laughs> yeah. In fact, never played with any of the big four. All right. Never played. With, I mean, although I. I mean, I've had a had Gary from Slayer on here. No. On here. Um, uh and I've had Scott from Anthrax on here. Yeah. Um so just Megadeth and Metallica to go now. Um but no, unfortunately we've never got a chance to um oh, I tell you what was that. very interesting. When um the the recent Stone Free festival it was um Scorpions with Megadeth underneath, and yeah. Megadeth came on and I said, and every so he's gonna play, he's gonna do a version of the mechanics and I thought, oh yeah. And I waited and waited and then he didn't he hardly talked and then he came right at the end and says, Right, I'm gonna play a really old song now. I hope you like it. And it was the mechanics with different lyrics, his lyrics, slightly uh, different, right. and much, much, much faster. Really? He said this is, you know, he's unplaying the original, because, I don't know if you've heard, they're trying to re-release the No Life to Leather demo. Uh, last yeah. track. But he, he Must strain is saying, no, 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 I broke some of these, you've got to give me credit on this, and these aren't the songs as we recorded, originally. So there's no Mustangs not letting it happen so that's why I think he started playing it the original version of the Mechanics but it was fucking brilliant it was absolutely brilliant because and I, and I, rene- I remember seeing him play it You know, was one of the few yeah. that saw it and I thought this is interesting that he's now gone back and started doing this again <laughs> so it's like, yeah yeah no, it's, um, well he's never stopped has he I mean the output's yeah. been you know uh, it's questionable at times that's, but... my, that's another one of my favourite symphony of destruction which is fucking like, nah, nah, nah. and that's got yeah. a great intro And it's the same with Slayer, it's just certain songs and certain words always stick in your head. Yeah. right to that. Yeah. (laughs) Who are they playing with at Wembley? Um, uh, we've got, um, we've got, uh, Anthrax, we've got, uh, Obituary, Lamb of God, and then Slayer.
1: Alright,
0: so it's quite powerful. I I remember seeing, again I saw Slayer at the Astoria, and I remember Lamb of God. (laughs) were supporting. I think they're about third on the bill, oh, right. and I mean they we're talking years ago. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen probably more than that years ago. Um, yeah. But uh, so do you, uh, do you? Do you still oh, listen to Thrash? Is it still? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny because I was listening to some of these again today, and I just because I wanted to sort of refresh myself with them, and, I, and they are as I remember them. And I thought I, def- I definitely got to hear Chemical Warfare before I come out tonight, just to remembering going down into Shades and hearing it. And it still and it still sounds great today. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever remixed that or ever re. I think it's. It. I think it's. Didn't I'm they put it out sure on another? C, didn't they put it out on a CD box set or something with a tweak on it or something? It. It's not in. It's not in the big box. Because exactly, mm-hmm. I've got that. Um, I don't. I don't know if there is a remastered version anyway. But I, I have the remastered version of. Um, yeah. Uh, Raining Blood, which sounds fantastic, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've and they've stuck aggressive Perfector on the on the end as well because that was oh, the right. B side of the criminally insane single, yeah. and that's a hell of a tune. But but talking of like new newer bands and thrash bands, have you heard of a band called Seven Sisters? No, I haven't. From Seven Sisters, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and they're sort of like very early Maiden, but with a sort of thrashing metallicus like slant to them. Oh, really? And I've seen them three times now. <clears throat> they got two albums out. You should Google some of yeah, their Yeah, I know, I will. If you like Early Maiden, you are like But they've also got a slight thrashish to them, and they're quite... You know, they can be melodic as well. Well, that, that ticks all the boxes yeah, for me. Yeah, and they're good. I've seen them twice. There's just someone... um Who's the guy that... Um, Andy... What's his name? He runs... Um, he works out a Metal Blade over here. Andy... Uh, he's a Huddersfield town fan.
1: Oh, Andy Farrow?
0: No, no. Um, he works for Metal Blade, as a print in the press, over here. Oh, I know who you mean, yes, he's a Yorkshireman. Yes. And, uh, he <laughs> organises some of my, um, yes. my interviews for me. Yes. Yes. Anyway, him. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying... Uh, because I, I said, I've heard of this band, Seven Seas. Said, oh no, I put them on, I'm, I'm, I'm booking that. They're playing up at um, the, uh, that place behind the Underworld. Um, what's that venue called? Black Heart. Oh, I've seen them twice there, and then I saw them at their, some sort of like British, new wave of British heavy metal festival down there a few months back, and they were on that as well. And of course, most of it was old new wave of British heavy metal—not the very good bands. They—they they were the best band on the bill by far. But if you like early Maiden with a slight thrash slant, that sounds really interesting. Touch it, and they're good, and they—and they actually write good songs. And normally, when you hear new bands, you think, "Oh, it's going to be this or it's going to be that," and it's just average. But these are actually very good. So you know, so if it's something new I'm... that you're looking for, yeah, no, i i will i will dig them out. It's like take a you know. Note. for a band called Seven Church as well, didn't they? Seven Church. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I remember them. Um, and another band I hadn't seen a donkeys years are playing the Underworld. all this Q5. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I like. I've seen a lot of sorts of music and Molly Hatchet. Well, well, same here. I mean, I'd <laughs> i fish on. Oh, J- I love I'd, fish. I'd, I'd fish on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I he's he's my you know. He's I my think, idol. That's you know, I, I said to him right. In the beginning I gave of the this. Interview. I reviewed this one of his first shows when they were supporting. Um, who were they supporting? Somebody like Spider or someone like that at the Marquee, and they came on in potato sacks, and it was a really early Marillion gig. Wow! And it was it when in sounds, and then I said, you know, this band's one for the future. And they and I've got and I've been friends with Fish ever since, really. But he's great. Ah, oh, I mean, I I couldn't believe I got a chance to interview him. But, um... Yeah, I went to saw him down at that place in Kingston. Was it the, the Peel or whatever it is? It used to have prog gigs. I don't think it's running anymore. It had a strip club on one side, the Peel, I think it was called in Kingston. Right. And he did one of his chat things there, and it was brilliant. It's like a stand-up. Comedy. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I talked to him about. I talked to him about doing that, and he yeah. said, and um, he, he said, there's a there's a possibility. Got to get his last album out because he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I and I saw his show at the Islington Assembly Hall, and it was just. I mean, so you know, he sells that out three nights in a row. Yeah, I, saw, I heard that. I mean, he's good. got such a, uh, um, a following still. Yeah, and yeah. he was playing clutching at straws, retiring, oh, retiring the album, and, uh, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it really was. It was just. Does he do Market Square Heroes these days? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, but I did see a picture he tweeted out the other day. And, uh, and it was a picture of the. It was him with the rest of Merillion, oh, without cool. Steve Hogarth. It was the original lineup. All oh, right. Yeah. But I think they were making a. They were making a, a film for uh, the making of Clutching of Straws. Oh, right, right. Which of course. What was yeah. funny was um. Do you remember they had that those shows in Victoria Park a few years ago? So um, you had you had Priest doing it. You had you had um, ELP doing it. And then Merillion played one. And I was just walking along, just in the main field bit. And then I bumped right into fish he uh, said what are you doing now i said actually you're not going to believe this fish i'm about to go and watch marillion he's not come with you so he came with me and it was weird watching fish next to me watching marillion <laughs> and he was actually he was, he was just sort of smiling to us i said what do you think there fish He said, some of it's good some of it's good i said but it's quite odd being next to you you're one of the first people to see marillion as in their original face and then watching them with this chat and yeah. it was it was quite odd it, but it was nice in a sort of funny way but i could see he was sort of quite smiling to himself actually this is all right, all right. but he said these are can see a bit of VLP now <laughs> 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 well it's um well it's dead's gone on for so many years without him you know i mean I, I, but there is yeah, still is like he's been in the band longer than the original singer yeah yeah you know but it's but it's also yeah. um it, it those it's the classic albums. It's those first few classic albums, yeah. you know. And, and as it is with a, a lot of bands as you say. As earlier, it is you know. with Slayer, as it is with AC/DC. AC/DC was Bon Scott, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And so I, not a fan of Back in Black then. I am, but I'd like to have heard the original mixes with Bono Oh, there's room, there's rumours that they were there, but you know people always deny it. But he they did start writing that album when he was still alive. Right, okay. And I've heard from various sources that there might be some demos knocking around but then other people say, Oh no, no, they never happened. But I'd love to have heard back in black with Bonsa. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. it would But you know, having seen see a lot of people a lot of AC DC fans I don't know never even saw the Bon Scott era. Yeah. Yeah. But Bon you know, Bon was just eight, but he was AC D C. Really? Him and Angus really. But, but, like the Stones, with the, the rhythm section running that band, yeah. Charlie Watts and when Bill Why was at, with it? With ACDs it was always Malcolm. Yeah, and Bond really, and and Angus was just doing all that, and it was um, Malcolm that made him wear the schoolboy outfit. So just put it on for a laugh because he could still fit into it. Right. And he said, "I'm either going to get crucified or people are going to like this." So it's just something they try it's it and of course, it took off. And he's still wearing it. <laughs> I mean, there's something you should really. should retire odd about that. it. There's something really odd about now that. Then, now it? then, now then, little sample, little boy. <laughs> um, but it's 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 kind of weird because um, you know you've got to see a man of you know. 60. some considerable years yeah you know it must be 60 something now he still went at the little school but <laughs> I, 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 yeah yeah you watch if he didn't oh, i then you'd be hearing about yeah. it then wouldn't you really and again you know this i just wrote i just read paul elliott's book. he's just brought out quite a good book about acdc going and i asked him i said what's the point of your book is it it's more about not what the past but it's more about what they're going to do next because like malcolm's obviously ill they got the old drummer but phil rudd come back whether Angus will do one more album with Axel singing mm. a new album, mm. and I said they should get the guy out of Rhino Bucket, who oh, right. sounds just like Bond, and I, who is apparently related to one of them. I don't wow. know which one. Wow. If you ever hear those Rhino Bucket albums, no, check them out. Yeah, it's like Angle It's like Bond, vintage J C D singing. You're giving me stuff to check out. This is, this is really good. This is really good. <laughs> mm. um, I'd, I'd, just to come back um, onto so, Slayer yeah well just to wrap up our yeah, kind yeah. Slayer chat um, we'll I like cry at the gig <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got, when is it is, in December? is it November October is is it? It, yeah it's towards the end of the year I can't remember I've, I've no. got a I've got a ticket but I, I couldn't tell you and what no, it is is that it you yeah. know a lot of bands say then oh we're not coming back again it's, it's like- well, I, well I've had I've had Malcolm on here and yeah. I've had Joel McIver yeah. who wrote the Slayer bi- biography. Yeah, I've had D X Ferris who wrote the 66 uh, 66 uh, I six six six, and mm-hmm. two, you know, six thirds or whatever. Jeff mm-hmm. and Dave, uh, the, the Jeff and Dave years, um, and he also wrote a book on um, Rain and Blood. Both yeah, yeah. excellent books. Um, and, uh, so. and, and Andrew, Andrew O'Neill, the yeah, yeah. comedian and mass slayer fan, friend of mine, DX is quite firm of the belief that they keep saying final world tour, final world tour, final world tour. He said, "Now that doesn't mean that you can't go out and do an Australian tour,
1: yeah, 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 or a
0: tour of." The Far East, yeah, yeah. but um, they have—they've been confirmed for Hellfest next year already, and and it's and it, but it's billed as their last ever f- uh, sh- uh, show in France. So I, I, a similar discussion I've had with others is, you know, I think it's, it's Tom who I think is is driving the retirement.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, for a start, yes. Kerry, Kerry said a while back. That you know, he was looking forward to you know writing with, with Gary Holt for the new album for the, next, for the next album.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
0: think it's definitely time to drive. Yeah, he's he's had enough. He's just had enough, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think he just. You Do know. you think he would go out as a solo act? certainly not not necessarily doing cartwheeling his head and certainly not metal no i think the last thing he's ever wants to do once he hangs that base up is is imagine him where did you see actually i found them quite fascinating those recent slayer videos that well, sort of like a trilogy he was yeah. set in a prison very gory very gory cool, yeah. and he's got this beard and you think he'd be a fucking good Santa Claus you know he could do a Christmas <laughs> album <laughs> in the Slumsayer genre no that, that <laughs> is that, something that nobody else do you know what I mean something. he's got that beard and those videos yes. are brilliantly done I mean they're quite gory they are aren't and they? you actually think Maybe they should be doing film soundtracks well, now, or you know, well, the one—the one when it's the full-on riot and it, the songs oh, yeah, rep- and, and the songs—the songs, the song's "Repentless." That's one of the best Slayer songs they've done in years. Yeah, that I, song is absolutely. And it was like, yeah. again, like you asked me if i would be listening. To Slayer. I hadn't. And then someone just sent me that. And said, "Listen to this. I know you like Slayer, but look at this video." So it's more about the video than Slayer. Yeah. So I started watching. and thought, "Fuck, this is gory," and it—I think it's made by some director who's done these quite good. Videos and I think he's done the cheap horror of I thought this is actually quite a good song because you start listening to the song, cause I watched the trilogy, the, the, that particular Repentance song was fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I thought, actually, maybe they are right. Maybe I need to listen to some of their stuff again. <laughs> but, but again, maybe it's just one or two really good songs. But And I like, it was it, it in black color. and white? I think it was in one of them. No, I think, no, think no, they are all in colour. Or this section of it looked like it was in black. and So, then, you, so you were looking for, at it more, of a, more from a filmmaking point I of was, view. actually. But because someone had sent me the video to look at this the way it's been put together. And I started looking at it, and I thought. It's actually quite good, it's quite and I quite like gory films. All well all made by the same director who pitched all three videos to the band and said, look, he just approached them out of the blue and said, look, you know, I know you you're working on a new album. Um, I've got an idea for a movie trilogy for three songs. And they were like, okay, what is it? And he told them all about it, showed them storyboards, and they were like, yeah? We're in? Did he know what the material? Did he know their sort? Have they given him demos? Um, I, I'm not quite sure at what stage. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure at, at what stage it all happened. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and yeah, I know. I know. Kerry is over the moon with how they've turned that. That's brilliant. Um, well, the but funny sometimes thing is- it's funny. It's like a video can get you back into a song. Or get you know without you intentionally you thought I'm not gonna hear that and then suddenly you see a video for it you know because well, we haven't got the MTV age anymore unless something yeah so sort of the MTVH age you just something of, tell us oh, oh so and so has got a new video out and you watch it Whereas now it's I've oh, go Google this go to YouTube bang yeah or something well the thing like. is that I, so a friend of mine said um, he said uh, the repentance video which is the prisoner riot is you ever get the feeling that that's a cheeky little wink at Metallica going? Yeah, you you did you did a video saying anger in a, in a prison, oh. you know, and they were all pleased to see you, and you said hello, and you know, <laughs> oh, yes, gave motivational speeches. Yes. Slayer going to a prison video, everyone's getting their heads chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking riot. <laughs> it could be that. And Malcolm made a very good point as well. He said, yeah, so. "He said, well, he said about Slayer, he said, look at look at all of the different genres that started with Slayer. Mm-hmm. Because he said, all of your darker genres, you know, when you go off into, you know, yeah, because in the, a lot of people death just, metal and stuff like that. Because in the early days, if you looked at their logo, looked at their covers, looked at most of the songs, you just thought they a satanic thrashman. Yeah. You know, in the sort of King Diamond ilk. But, you know, King Diamond being... You know, more into it than that. I don't know I don't know if Slayer were, ever, were they actually ever into the Satan side have you ever talked to them about that no uh, I've, I've read interviews and they've, and they've not yeah, I, don't, they I don't I think it's a gimmick that yes, they use yeah, effectively absolutely. And absolutely. you can write his... well Tom's a Catholic so yeah yeah you know and, and his dad is a um, his, his dad was a real real heavy Catholic so um, yeah. I don't think so I don't yeah, think yeah. so Now, what I want to do now, I want to just um, thank you and finish here, but I've got some questions from subscribers. Yeah. So that forms a different Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, but for now... Do you you want want to check it's come out? Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're all good. Do you want a half or an eight? I know, I'm absolutely fine. But for, for now, Xavier Russell, thank you very much. Yep. Enjoyed it. And there you go. That was Xavier and I having a little bit of a chat and talking all things Slayer. Um... And that concludes our, uh, well, our, my Slayer retirement special. That um, is the end of the road. Um, Ironically, I should use that phrase. Is it the end of the road for Slayer? Will we ever see them ever again? Will they ever record anything ever again? Well, I don't know. It's um, Tom for certain, you know, I think one thing, a couple of things we can take from what we've heard from everybody is, um, Tom for certain is the one that's driving this. Kerry would have wanted to carry on. Um, Kerry will probably carry on and do something. I mean, we you know the, had a number of chats about the, you know bringing a bringing a super group back with Kerry King uh, on guitar, which would be pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously no Billy Paul on drums anymore. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's it's a funny one, really. It, it, uh, th- th- what does the future hold? We don't know. Um, uh, Slayer have now um, been confirmed at Hellfest 2019, and that is being um, advertised as their last ever gig in France. So uh, if they were to do a European tour, not a world tour, it wouldn't be including France. So... I don't know. It's it's a real tough one. Hopefully, we've given you. I I I don't think there's. Um, I don't think there there isn't any answers to these questions about the future. Obviously, but uh, hopefully, it's been interesting hearing people's opinions, experiences, and and just talking about one of the greatest metal bands of all time. Um, and I, for one, will be sorry to see them go when I see them at Wembley Arena uh, towards the end of the year. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a sad, sad day. But anyway. Uh, thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, the BoloCast continues. It continue. It, there's an extra BoloCast on Patreon if you want to join. And um, just once again, thank you to you for listening. Because without you guys, it just wouldn't be worth doing any of this stuff. So thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Speak to you again soon. <laughs>